And welcome to the never-ending Glory College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monner. We are a man down tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are missing... Man down, man down. Yeah, we're, we're missing uh, old Farky tonight. He got the uh, the blue screen of death on his laptop. Uh, had some no. issues. And uh, we can only assume it's from the questionable websites he's been visiting from time to time. Is that right? Gotta be that spank wire. Yeah. <laughs> are, are they sponsoring a bowl game this year? Everybody else is might as well. I think I think they were fighting it out with uh, Popeyes for the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, I, I know Dan Shrek was really pushing that uh, sponsorship, you know, for the last few years. But I don't know if that ever came through. Who knows, man? Well, let's let's dive into some college football discussion here tonight, guys. Um, we're going to keep this kind of short. We're going to dive into the first twenty bowl games on the slate. And we'll take a break, and after Christmas we'll come back and uh, tackle some of the bigger bowl games. But uh, before we do that, let's start talking about some coaching changes that have taken place since the last time we did a podcast. And one of the more recent ones that uh, just kind of came down, Lane Kiffin. Old Lane Kiffin, offensive coordinator at Alabama, has taken the job at Florida Atlantic. And before we came on the air, we had a little just kind of informal discussion about this, and Sean had an interesting angle about who this hire might affect. And it's not so much some of the Florida schools that he's going to be recruiting against down there. It's some of the other kind of middle-tier programs that have done well getting some of those same type of recruits. Right, Sean? Yeah, you look at a school at Louisville, NC State, um, some of the – the kind of lower end SEC schools of Kentucky, some of those. This is where you create a situation where you're going to try and, and really um, put a gate up around Florida. And some of these three stars or some of the more project guys, they're probably going to stay in house. They're going to, you know, look at Lane, look at Florida International and Butch Davis, obviously South Florida. Uh, and Central Florida with with uh, Scott Frost. So you look at those schools here over the past couple of years, kind of reorganizing, and South Florida obviously playing pretty well. And then the other the other concern that you probably have if if you're a Florida Gator fan, and maybe it's not a concern, is you know with with McIlvain and he's not really lighting the recruiting um, circuit on fire. If things start going south, they're going to obviously lose a ton off their defense. Um, you've got a guy in waiting that will have already kind of started to lay some groundwork in some recruiting circles within the state. Uh, Lane probably um, needed a head job from a marketability standpoint Um, because he goes to LSU and is an offense coordinator. Now he's just kind of still moving neutrally. Now he goes there. Yeah. And, and, you know, he gets that team kind of popping a little bit. I think the DeAndre Johnson um, pickup was big. I actually, thought DeAndre Johnson should be an LSU quarterback next year. Um, It's kind of puzzling for, you know, all these SEC schools without quarterbacks weren't going after a guy to, you know, give him another shot. Um, So, you know, I think he's got a chance for some, some, you know, two-year type success and parlayed into something. And I think it's going to be, you know, a a bigger job, um, you know, an A&M type job, something that, that is going to be a little bit outside the box again. Yeah, and he gets to you know beat up the Florida circuit from a tail perspective. Yeah, I think that's a good point about the Florida circuit with the recruiting and kind of laying some groundwork for another job. But, I mean, I, I think this is a great move for him. And, and people question, you know, why Florida Atlantic? But, um, you know, Lane Kiffin with 
the kind of toxicity that he brings to a program at this point from a head coaching perspective, he needs to go in someplace for two, three years and put up a ton of wins. And he's got a great opportunity to do that in that conference at Florida Atlantic. And he needs to go to a place for two or three years and not have any baggage, not have any off-the-field stuff, um, but just win games. And he's going to be able to do that here, I think, at FAU. And then, like you said, parlay that into another job. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, at the same time, Lane's still going Lane. And he's always one stupid thing away from being left on the tarmac. Yeah, well, I mean, he's already, I don't know. Had a couple of little needlings in his early press conferences, too. So, yeah, he'll, he'll find a way to to get in the headlines for better or for worse. You can't change your stripes. If you're a douchebag, you're a douchebag. So, I, for us, it's going to give us great material in the, in the coming years ahead because we can always kind of dip into lane and when he's getting beat 62-3 to and he's trying a 74-yard field goal or something, um, you know, he, he leaves it open for us. He puts it on a tee. Lane, I mean, ver- Lane versus Butch. Get your popcorn ready, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely two, three years. He's either going to get canned or he's going to be an SEC coach in two, three years. So we'll enjoy while it lasts. That's right. All right. Uh, a couple other coaching changes. Willie Taggart moves from South Florida to Oregon. Oregon fired their coach. Schilling's favorite, Mark Helfrich. Schilling, yes, some words for Mark Helfrich? I-, I got some for Tommy Tuberville as well, so... <laughs> Let's start with Mark Helfrick. Mark Helfrick, the biggest. Yeah, the the, the only over he hit, it wasn't um, career wins that he was supposed to get at Oregon. It was how many times he adjusted his flipping headset. Hey, Mark, this is for you. (laughs) Tommy Tuberville's out at Cincinnati, although he he pulled the, hey, I'm going to step down before you fire me maneuver. Real savvy. But uh, we can, he gone him too, I think, can't we, Shil? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the best with Tommy is yeah, we got the some best other with Tommy, Tommy is, is we got we got another clip of him. Why don't you cue that one up here? <laughs> so now Tommy got to go get a job. Got to go get a job. That was a game they lost, I believe, seventeen to three. They scored three points, and he's telling some heckler to, to go to hell and to get a job. Now Tommy's got to get a job. And now, you know, I don't know where Tommy thinks. Like, it's it's probably at that time, 9.30 at night. I believe that was a Thursday night game or a Friday night game. I don't know what he expected that guy to be working at that point in time. And he had to obviously pay for a ticket to watch that crap product. So, you know, Tommy, you know, kind of needs to, you know, kind of check the privilege at the door. Uh, we mentioned Willie Taggart. Charlie Strong is taking his job at South Florida. Uh, just another big-name coach going down to the state of Florida and is going to try and pull some of those recruits in there. And then another one that we haven't mentioned yet, Kevin Wilson got into some hot water at Indiana. He got let go. Allegations of uh, mistreating players. So he's gone as well. A lot of things going on. We'll get to the Minnesota situation a little uh, bit on our on our picks. I'm sure we'll, we'll cover on that. But then, uh, I'm going to be situation. applying my, my reverse Memphis theory to uh, to that game because um, there's just toxicity galore up there. They're not going to rally around the boycott? <laughs> no, no, they're not going to do that in this case. That was, that was a full thought process that I uh, <laughs> had earlier in the season, and I paid for it, as I'm still paying for it in the standings. A couple other, a couple other changes, too. Jeff Brom got hired at uh, Purdue, which I actually think is a good hire for Purdue, and he's replaced at Western Kentucky by Mike Sanford, who is the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. So Notre Dame's going to be replacing 
going to be replacing two coordinators, which will be very interesting as Brian And Kelly, a quarterback. And a quarterback. Um, um, Deshaun Kaiser is going to the NFL. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of new faces in South Bend next year, but we'll get to that when we get to talking about 2017. Let's talk about these fantastic bowl games that we have here headlining the 2016-2017 slate. And, guys, I put the, the sheet, the pick sheet together, went through all these games, got the lines written down, and um, it, with the 40 teams that I went through, maybe there's one good team there, too. I mean, there's How about, many, there's about 38. There, there's about the, there's about 38 horrible teams on this list. If you put an all star together with all of these teams, what would they be ranked in the country? <laughs> Could they beat Alabama? No, they can't beat Alabama. That <laughs> no. that is a hard and fast no for me. I, what I'm curious with is, could they be in the playoff? Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. No, no, I don't think. And, and after the probably the third game that we get to, it is just all crap. As I peek through this, I mean, peek through who, this sheet, so who, this is this is well, Denver, Denver so Luke, Luke Fox, the quarterback. So you got Washington State. Yeah, I mean that would be your angle. Is you, you'd have to basically take a lot of them, pluck some some NC State. Maybe a couple Maryland players. Take a Houston, take the Houston defensive line. Oh, you know what? Yeah, Greg Greg Ward might be the quarterback too. Or you just you do Luke Falk and Greg Ward. I mean that. Greg yeah, Ward I, might I, play wide out. That, I, that's his NFL position. Don't yeah, you he's kind of craving some uh, some playmakers in this, no doubt. <laughs> so um, that might be a poll we have to put up once we post all this, is and in, in, you know those those thousands and thousands of listeners that we have. Um, you know that we can get them to to interject on their thoughts. So yeah. if we can think of, if we can put that up after we post all these picks, draft uh, be your, draft your fantasy the, squad and and see if they could stack up with the Bamas and the Clemsons and the Ohio States of the world. Yeah, I think it's a struggle. They're going to have to be battling for that Washington four spot. Yeah. All right, let's get to the games. The first game on the docket, Saturday, two o'clock, first bowl game of the year, is the coveted. Gildan New Mexico Bowl. I put the names of the bowls and the sponsorships in full because some of these are just fantastic, hilarious. The cheapest T-shirts ever made, Gildan New Mexico Bowl. Uh, New Mexico is a seven and a half point favorite, which is basically a home game for them against Texas San Antonio Roadrunners, making their first bowl appearance ever. <laughs> Sean, your pick. I got to go, Bob Davy. Um... For no other reason, because he literally is the only person I know is in this game. So I'm taking New Mexico in that home game, as you said. Yeah, if you guys are playing the uh, NEG college football pod drinking game, which I know is very popular, uh, just and you want to get a nice buzz going tonight, just uh, add the word motivation, because I'm about <laughs> to say it 30 times in the next 20 games. So uh, you can add that next to Farky taking a fave. You know, Sean saying particularly, and um, yeah, you'll have a nice little buzz here in the next 45 minutes. So that's right. Um, with this being their first bowl game, and New Mexico, I believe last year played the same exact bowl, so their I home, know it's their a home game. Bowl game. <laughs> I, I know. So back to that, their bowl game has been a home game. So how jacked up are they going to be? The the problem is a lot of people can't stop New Mexico's um, the, the, their option attacks, but I believe you know with about a month off that. You know, San Antonio's got a decent chance, so I'll, I'll take the seven and a half here. Give me the meat, meat pick. I'm taking the San Spurs. Antonio also. Yeah, I'm going to take the Spurs. Yeah, I'm taking the Spurs. I, 
hey, listen, first bowl game, they're fired up, man. They're ready to go. New Mexico's sitting at home. They're going out getting drunk. Texas San Antonio is something to me, damn it. They're, they're coming in here on a mission, guaranteed. They're, they're ready to play. I'll take the seven and a half points. Bowl game number two, and there's actually five games on Saturday, so what a treat. Five garbage Buckle games up. for your pleasure, yeah. Uh, Houston and San Diego State, this is actually a decent game, believe it or not. But uh, this is the Las Vegas Bowl. So Houston's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And I'm seeing a lot of Houston love from the other guys on the chat. By the way, Farky took New Mexico. I don't know if anybody mentioned that in the last pick. But he's taking Houston here. Schilling and Sean, I believe you're taking Houston as well. Is that correct? That's spot on. Yeah, usually this would be a spot where I'd take San Diego State. I mean, what what motivation does Houston have when their coach is gone? I really think that's kind of neutralized by the fact that they uh, they promoted Major Applewhite uh, as their head coach going forward. But San Diego State does one thing well, and that's run the ball. And Houston's, Houston's front seven is probably top five in the country, actually. So Darnell Pumphrey, I think he needs about 90-some yards to become the all-time leading rusher in – College football history. I think he might get it, but I just don't think it. I think Houston's way, way too talented, um, even playing in a game they probably don't care about, especially after the Oklahoma game. They're probably looking at national championship aspirations. But I think the uh, the promotion of Major Applewhite actually helps, even though Herman left. So I'm going to take Houston as well. I take Houston as well. We'll make it a consensus pick there. Now let's move on to the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. This is Appalachian State and Toledo. Toledo's a one-point favorite in this matchup. Farky put Toledo. So a little, <laughs> little typo there for Jay, but we'll give him a pass on that. Uh, Shill, your pick. I'm taking Toledo as well. Uh, the only time I've seen Appalachian State this year, Brad Kaya threw for 400 yards almost. So um, there's one thing Toledo is very well. They, they're very, very good passing game with um, their quarterback uh, Logan White or Woodside. So, I'll take Toledo here. I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, Appalachian State's going to stop that passing game. Well, at least Sparky didn't take Texas, so we didn't write that in there. Uh, I'm taking App State here. I just, and maybe I'm putting a little bit too much weight on the Tennessee game from early in the season, and that can be a tendency or a fatal flaw in picking some of these bowl games. But that's a lot, that's the only time I can remember watching them. Was somewhat impressed. I'll uh, I'll ride with Appy State. Yeah, that was actually my thought process too. I picked Appalachian State, and uh, I did watch a fair amount of that Tennessee game because I was really rooting for Appalachian State. And I saw Toledo against Western Michigan, and and thought they might compete in that game, and they really didn't. So, uh, give me App State in this matchup. Let's move to the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. Central Florida is a five and a half point favorite against Arkansas State. Of the Sun Belt, Schilling. I'm pretty much going to fade most Sun Belt teams because I think the conference is garbage, but I will take App State here. Um, my only line of thinking is I actually like the under, so App State. I'll take the underdog getting the points. You said App State. That was a Farky move there. Did I? Yeah, come uh, on, man. Arky State. My bad. I had Arky State run down. Sean, your pick. <sighs> I'm just taking Central Florida. <sighs> Whatever. Man, it's four games in, and I'm already disgusted with these bowl games. That's yeah, awful. But see, here's the thing. like, There's 40 bowl games, and the only reason there's 40 bowl games is because people actually do watch these games and bet on these games, and they get ratings, and, and then they can sell well, ads. And, and we're going to bet on these right, games. Right, like, I know. And that's, we're going to be miserable picking these, and when they lose... 
I'm in like you know, five confidence is, pools. It's it's terrible. Yeah, we beat the hell out of ourselves, but <laughs> you know we could still bitch and moan, moan about it. Uh, Same that's but let's all pretend like gambling is illegal and doesn't exist. That's the only reason these games are played. The only reason. It's, it's they have to lose money. These schools traveling in some of these bowls. You can't tell me it's financially beneficial for them to go to uh, the Bahamas Bowl. You know, some of these schools, who is it? Eastern Michigan, the Old Dominion going to the Bahamas. Come on with that. Yeah. I I saw about two years ago, Central Michigan lost like $300,000 by going to the Bahamas Bowl two years ago. So it's all sponsorship. Nobody goes to these games. Everyone just watches and bets on it. So, yeah, that's really all it is. Exactly. I'm I just to... wish they'd do promos like, next, New Mexico, University of Texas, San Antonio, the Gilded New Mexico Bowl, next, on Sci-Fi Network. <laughs> no, actually, all these games are on ESPN, which is which is even better. It's like, the best, dude. How bad are they feeding for programming? <laughs> that, they, they, they feel like, obviously, they could sell ads because people actually watch, because people bet. That's the whole thing. It's but hey, gambling's illegal, so we shouldn't legalize it or anything. Right. Uh, anyhow, I'm taking Central Florida. Uh, I, I believe they were 0 and 12 last year, so this is actually probably a little bit more of a motivation for them. It seems like Arky State's in a bowl game every year and some little podunk game. So uh, I'm taking Central Florida here minus five and a half. How about the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl? That'll get you jacked up. Southern Miss. And Louisiana I don't even Lafayette. know what RNL carriers do. Like, are they a trucking company? Yeah, they carry something. I, I would assume. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, Southern Miss is a four and a half point favorite in this game. Sean, your pick. This is just—it's too many points. Too many points. <laughs> I'm taking Lafayette, baby. The Raging Cajuns. There's no way I'm betting this game, but it did open a pick 'em. So the fact that we're getting four and a half points from the open, I will take them as well. I'm taking Southern Miss. Don't know why, but I'm taking Southern Yo, Miss. Yo, you're riding the train Farky. Nice. Brett, Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre. That's my that's my reasoning. Uh, <laughs> he made 25 years ago there. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Tradition. Central Michigan and Tulsa. This is the Miami Beach Bowl. And I'm going to go with my boy Cooper Rush and take Central Michigan in this matchup, getting the 12 and a half points. I think they might actually score enough to keep this interesting. Show yeah, me. I agree with that. Uh, Central Michigan's actually their seniors are in two in bowl games, so I think Cooper Rush and a bunch of those seniors want to, you know, I, I think that's why they're going to keep it close here. They've ended the, the season so disappointing. They actually had a shot, you know, to beat Toledo, Western Michigan, and make some noise in the MAC. So for some reason, I think it's too many points in Central Michigan as well. I'm taking Tulsa just because Tulsa's actually a decent team, and um, Central Michigan. Yeah, Cooper Rush. You're just picking them just because you enjoy the band, and that wasn't a strong enough theory for me. So I I, I like the fave here. I'm going to ride with Farky. I do enjoy the band. I actually have watched more Central Michigan games over the last two or three years than I'd like to admit. So I've seen him play quite a bit. He is decent. So I'll take Cooper Rush. To some point, also is very good. Um, they're the most balanced team in the country. A little fun fact, 261 yards rushing and 262 yards passing. So, nice pick, Sean. I don't know if I would put fun um, <laughs> together with Tulsa, but, you know, <laughs> let's, let's ride or die. How about the Boca Raton Bowl, the Memphis Tigers, and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers? This is what it all is about. It, it, this is what go. it centers the Mem- on. The, the, this, 
the we, last we and knew final. We were going to be divided here. The, the last and final Memphis Mac game of the week. Western Kentucky's a five-point favorite. They have a new coach coming in, as we mentioned, Mike Sanford from Notre Dame. He actually started, uh, I think, in his uh, earlier coaching days, he was an assistant at Western Kentucky. Memphis in year one under Mike Norvell, up and down season. I think I've probably picked for them and against them an even number of times and have gotten my ass kicked on most of those games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess... Where Farkey's going, yep, Western Kentucky. He's not picking Memphis, as we predicted. <laughs> of course, Western Kentucky is also favored, and he also picked Tulsa, Southern Miss. Yeah, he's picked all favorites so far. Is that right? Yeah, he has. <laughs> he, he's, rolling. he's rolling. He's all, all favorites. Uh, any disagreement with that, Sean? Yeah, I'm going Memphis here. Um, we are missing a little bit of the juice for the podcast tonight because we could obviously have had some spirited discussions and we didn't get any kind of coded picks from him that we would have had to decipher. So um, we're well aware we're missing a little steam here. We'll, we'll get back uh, to our listeners next week with, with a little bit more of a, a, a typical one for for our group here. I expected him to do that with his picks and just make us try and figure it out while we're doing this. That would have been the move. Yeah, I agree. Chill. Um, I actually love this game. Um, you mentioned Jeff Brom off to Purdue. What most people don't know, he's actually he actually calls the plays as well. So I think that coaching move is going to affect them more than you know just losing a head coach. So take Memphis, take the over, take Memphis money line. I actually love this game. Uh, you sold me there. I'm taking the Tigers, and I don't you know I'm sure I'll get burned yet again with that. But uh, let's move on. <laughs> The San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl, baby. BYU <laughs> and Wyoming. BYU is an eight-and-a-half point favorite in this matchup. And I think we have a consensus pick here with BYU. I watch Wyoming in the Mountain West title game, and uh, they do have a good quarterback. But other than that, I, I don't see it. I think BYU gets it done here by a couple of touchdowns. Any disagreement? No, I think you're using good quarterback a little fast and loose, but you know that's that's your choice. <laughs> okay, what I would say is, I love teams. I love Naval Academy, or I love um, military academies, and I love BYU. And my theory is simple: they don't party, they don't drink, they don't do any of that stuff. It's all about it's a business trip. And I think these Wyoming Cowboys are going to get into San Diego. They're going to see you know women they've never seen before. Yeah, and I think you know they're going to get a little bit too much of the whiff of the poinsettia, and they're going to be running off chasing tail, playing games while BYU is you know knocking door to door trying to convert people. I like I like the Cougars. I, I can't top that. Yeah, give me BYU as well. Is that a consensus? Consensus. Did Percy take favor? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, how about the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? I mean, this this is about as prestigious as it gets in Boise, Idaho. And we have the Idaho Vandals coming to Boise for this matchup against Colorado State. I can't remember the last time Idaho was in a bowl game. I, I don't know. And, in fact, they're actually moving down to FCS, which is pretty funny because that doesn't happen very often these days. Usually schools are moving up, not down. But Idaho's moving down to FCS, so... Uh, this is one of their last bowl games maybe ever. So I'm going to take the Vandals here, getting almost two touchdowns, 13 and a half. You stole my thunder. That I, that, that was the motivation term or, you know, kind of way I was going. I, I think the line should be closer to 10. It's really sad that I actually tried to think of what the line should be, and I think it's <laughs> too many points. 
I, I admire your guys' angle. But that's still Idaho. That's still a shit football team. What I want to know is the winner of this, do they lift a bag of Idaho potatoes at the end rather than a trophy? Because that would actually – that will if that's the case, tweet it to us, tweet us a picture. I will watch and tweet the whole game if that's the case. I will live tweet the whole game. You'll never guess who Farky picked. <laughs> yeah, he's given 13-and-a-half Colorado State. No questions asked. Hey, my next question is, does the winner of this next game hold up a basket of Popeye's chicken? Popeye's Bahamas Bowl on December 23rd. How many, how many commercial Popeye commercials is shown during this bowl game? What I don't Over, is, under How did 42. they end up with that sponsorship? What is the, like, if you're going to the Bahamas, there's no chance you're eating Popeye's chicken. I, I don't know, man. Popeye's, you know, they're all about building that brand. I guess. I, I, what better way to build the brand than with Eastern Michigan and Old Dominion? You're I mean, baffled by that one. We've got, like, the most – we got a Dollar General Bowl. Well, we haven't gotten to that one yet. we got a Camping World. we got a Zaxby's. Like, <laughs> we we got a Motel 6 Cactus Bowl. Like, you're, they're all insane. <laughs> we didn't even know what the hell r and carriers do. Who's got better chickens, Popeyes or Zaxby's? I've never Ooh. had Zaxby's. Man, I'll say this: I've had. Oh, the chicken's pretty good. I'm a Popeyes fan, but I've never had Zaxby's, so I can't really. That's comment. pretty good. Their biscuits are off the chain. Oh, hold on, we got to stop the pod. Farky has chosen an underdog. Yes, I, I was just about to say this is. We have a consensus pick here, and it's a consensus dog. A consensus Eastern Michigan squad who's been awful forever. I, don't, I mean, is this their first bowl game in a while, Shill? Do you know? 1987. All right. There you go. Hey, the pride of Earl Boykin. That was actually the rationale that I picked Eastern Michigan is Earl Boykins. Noting he doesn't even – never played football. And he obviously is a basketball star. That was my rationale. Yeah, I went uh, – the, the huge motivation angle. Obviously, this is their first bowl since 87. They actually played Old Dominion the last two years, and Old Dominion won both those. So it's kind of a double revenge game for Eastern Michigan as well. And Old Dominion's schedule is pure garbage. They should not be in bowl game. Well, you could say that for about 30 of these teams, but yeah. <laughs> the Armed Forces Bowl, sponsored by Lockheed Martin, Louisiana Tech, and Navy. Louisiana Tech is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I know Navy's banged up and has lost, I think, two quarterbacks now. Uh, but I'm still going to take them. I can't turn down taking Navy, getting points in a bowl game. I don't think I'm going to be uh, receiving any support on that pick, though, from anybody else. You know what? Uh, not knowing, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to ride with you. I'll, I'll, I'll take the midshipmen as well. Surprise Shug's not on them, honestly. But Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and here's, here's the thing, too, that's shocking. Navy actually opened up as a two-point dog. So all the money's on Louisiana Tech. So you would think I'd go the other way. In a heartbeat, I just, I just think no, you just hate America. That it's what it comes down to. You just <laughs> simply hate America, just like I took Army. I, I will point out, yeah, I will point out that on our last pod, Sean picked Navy. I think in the uh, in their conference title game because he likes America, and then was getting on us for not picking Army against Navy because we hate America. Yes, that's right. So now he's back on the uh, Navy equals America train this week with his pick against Louisiana Tech. Well done, Sean. Yeah, it, it's 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 the perfect uh, Skip Bayless play. 
Yeah, Louisiana Tech can't stop the pass, but guess what? Navy's not going to throw it. So I think the time to prep that it probably is the only reason why I'm taking Louisiana Tech. Skip Holt's coaching that squad. I'm sure uh, Lou can probably give him some pointers on the option and how to defend it. You just realize you, you, you're back in a team with a guy named Skip. Skip, yeah. The aforementioned Dollar General Bowl, and, and uh, I don't know how this sponsorship came to be, but I'm assuming there are all the tickets for this game a dollar. They're overpriced. I still, I still wouldn't go. Would you pay a dollar to see this game? No, I no, would not. No. It does feature my alma mater, though, the Ohio Bobcats and Troy. Troy's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking OU simply because I went there. There's no other angle I can offer. <laughs> I'm going with Troy. They're just more talented. So I don't like the coaching matchup because I don't know who Troy's coach is, but <laughs> I, I'm just going to go off of a talent play here. Yeah, I'm going to take the senior quarterback and the MAC team over uh, Sun Belt team was kind of my only thinking there. So I'll take OU as well. Farkey took OU also. Frank Solich might be getting close to retirement here soon. I don't know how long, much longer he has, but uh, something tells me if, if OU wins this game, he might even retire, but we'll see about that. This game coming up, the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve, I could not find a line for anywhere. Shelly, did you see maybe why there's no line, or did you see a line? Uh, <clears throat> um, Middle Tennessee State's quarterback, um, what's his last name, Stockstow, I believe. He's um, They said he was out for the year. He might actually come back, so they're holding that line off until he comes back. Um, I, I'm pretty much thinking if he comes back, I'm going to take Middle Tennessee State. If they don't, I'm going to take Hawaii. I'm thinking the line, if he plays, the line's going to be close around. Uh, Middle Tennessee State's going to be about a touchdown favorite. Yeah. But Farkas, Farky clearly did not know that taking, taking Hawaii <laughs> and went with the, the team that he knew, thinking they'd be the favorite um, <laughs> because they're basically playing a home game. That has to be his rationale. The fact that he's taking a dog here – or that, you know, if it comes out that way, he's actually going to be furious. So we have to keep the that he's taking Hawaii. Well, I can tell you this. Hawaii is terrible. I mean, they are really, really bad. I mean, really bad. Middle Tennessee State has to travel across the country, and if they don't have their starting quarterback, they're still going to be favorites. That's how bad Hawaii is. Well, Middle Tennessee State was always good, that sneaky Boise team in NCAA football, the video game. That's why I'm taking Middle Tennessee State. Shout out to the NCAA. Hopefully they bring that, that piece back and I can get back to my degenerate um, video game days. Shirley, you mentioned Middle Tennessee traveling across the country. How about this stat? Hawaii has traveled about 47,000 miles on the season from game to game. That's amazing. The, the program should not exist. I have no idea why 47,000 miles. That's, that's almost two trips around the, around the earth. That's a, an amazing amount of travel. I'm sure they're fired up to get back home to play Middle Tennessee in this bowl game on Christmas Eve. This matchup next might be the worst one of all because what Mississippi State is doing in a bowl game, I have no idea. And yet they're favored by two touchdowns in this game against Miami of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> they're 5-7. and seven. This is the St. Petersburg Bowl. Uh, maybe Farkey's going to this game since it's right in his neck of the woods. Mississippi State's a 13-point favorite against Miami of Ohio. Schillig, are you... Jumping in the water with another MAC team here. Yes. Yes, I am. And it uh, comes down to motivation again. Uh, Miami, Miami, Ohio actually started 0-6, and, and then their quarterback, Raglan, came back, and they finished 6-6. Six and six. So if any team wants to be there, it's going to be Miami. So I think they get enough done in the air to uh, keep this thing closed. So I will take the Red Hawks. Shout out to Ben Roethlisberger. 
Sean, I'm assuming you're just going simply on the talent here, correct? It's, it's pure talent. That, that's, that's it, spot on. Um, I, I probably, you know, Sean brought up some good points and everything, but they still got to line up with guys that are bigger, faster, stronger, and will be playing at the next level. And a lot of those guys on Miami, Ohio, I venture to say 80% of it, 85% of them may not even get a tryout with an NFL team. Yeah, they're going to be pharmacists. Noble profession, but it ain't going to work uh, in the St. Pete Bowl. Yeah, this is a – I don't know. I, I had Mississippi State. Then I, after Schillig talked, I switched to Miami. After Sean talked, I switched it back to Mississippi State. I, I just can't imagine after playing against SEC teams for eight weeks that they're not going to line up against Miami and just go, man, this is really easy. This is like practicing against the JVs. So give me Mississippi State. And I spoke to Sean. Who did Farky take? Well, of course he picked Mississippi State. Let's yeah, come on. Okay. Let's okay. be real. I said that last game was the worst matchup. This one actually is. Maryland and BC. This is. This is actually the worst bowl game maybe of all time. How are these two teams in a bowl game and then playing each other on top of it? This is the quick I, I love the, the, the over-under is 44, and it's not because, you know, these are two great defenses. It's because both teams absolutely blow. There's uh, no Maryland, chance of watching this. Yeah, no. Maryland is a one-point favorite. Boy, I have no clue. I mean, zero. I mean, I'm purely going off strength schedule, so I'm taking Maryland in this one. Yeah, I mean, Maryland played a, a brutal schedule. They got absolutely smoked a couple of times, I think, by Ohio State and Michigan. You know what? I'm going to take one for the team and go with BC so we don't take a consensus loss. How about that? I, I love Maryland here. I think it's a DJ Durkin trying to build for, for next season. BC, guess what you're getting? You suck. BC just sucks. They blow just poopy. I'm taking Maryland. Yeah, because Maryland's you know, so far above that level. They're going to light it up. They're going to dress fresh. They're going to be in like dope gear. Like That Under Armour's going to be popping. Quick Lane Bowl Stadium is going to be just, you know, lit. I'm taking the turfs. Where is the Quick Lane Bowl, Sean? Can you tell us? No, no, no. Yeah, I don't no. know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a lane. Uh, uh, I don't know, lane. I don't know, lane. I think – I'm going to say Charlotte. No, I just well, looked well, it up, and I, I was actually shocked by this because I was thinking south. It's in Detroit. It's at Fort Field. <laughs> <laughs> what's the What's the line song? Go Lions, go yeah, forward. Uh, forward down the field. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that from Maryland. Look yeah, out. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, the Camping World Independence Bowl. This is uh, NC State and Vandy. I got to go Vandy here. I, I just think that uh, they're they're actually getting better as a program. They had a decent year for them. NC State sucks. That's my line. I'm taking NC State. I like their running back, and that's the only player that I know between these two teams. So I'll go there. Yeah. I think NC State won their Super Bowl when they beat North Carolina. So you know Derek um, Mason, though, Sean. Mason, this is as animated as I've ever seen you on the sideline. Oh, I do know Derek Mason. Vandy did end the year beating Ole Miss and Tennessee, so I, I think they're playing well right now, which is, I mean, they still suck, but 
Uh, give me the Andy and the points. Who'd Farky take? <laughs> Come on, man. You know where he went. All right, the Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. Army and North Texas. I think Schilling's on record on this podcast is saying North Texas is one of the worst teams in the country. Uh, is that true, Schilling? Texas State. Texas State. Oh, I'm sorry. Texas State. My bad. Yes. Okay, so uh, so Army's a 10-point favorite in this matchup. And, again, I'm going with the Military Academy in this one here, even though they're given 10. Shockingly, Farkas picked against Army and took 10 points with North Texas. I, it, it's, it's obvious at this point Farky is trying to become a member of ISIS. There's no other rationale. <laughs> now, Shill and I no doubt take, took North Texas because simply too many points. I mean, that, that goes without saying. But <laughs> the rationale that Farky had to have no doubt was that he's trying to become a budding terrorist. For a guy whose angle, more than probably anybody I know, is that he likes America, he picks against Army and takes a 10-point underdog. I, I'm stunned by the move, but uh, I can only assume he was falling asleep while making his picks, and he maybe just forgot what was going on. Temple and Wake Forest, this is the military bowl. Not really sure how Army's not playing in the Military Bowl and they're playing in the Heart of Dallas Bowl, but uh, we have a Military Bowl that features Temple and Wake Forest. No military teams to be found. Uh, Temple's getting a new coach. Wake Forest is getting a new defensive coordinator because I think theirs is going to Notre Dame. And a new radio guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's real interesting around that program right now. Uh, so I'm taking Temple here despite the coaching change. This is a... Clean, clean across the board. I'm going Temple, not even a question. Talent prevails. And Wake Forest, what a dumpster fire. Show, I don't know if you've got any tidbit to add here. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm tapped. I, I usually would go against the coaching angle here because I believe most of the assistants coaching in this game are actually going to follow Matt Rule down to uh, to Baylor. But I mean, Wake Forest is so bad. I mean, they're a top five bottom – or sorry, bottom five – Offense and I, I can't do it, guys. I, I gotta take. I got only thirteen in Temple. Speaking of dumpster fire, we have a team in our next matchup, the National Funding Holiday Bowl, that is basically threatening to boycott the game and boycott all football activities until suspensions of ten players are lifted. And that's Minnesota. They're facing Mike Leach and Washington State. Washington State's a nine-point favorite. Don't know if that line's moved at all since I got it this afternoon. But I don't see how it's probably going to get pulled. Yeah, uh, I was surprised because that the, the news had kind of already started to come out about that earlier today, and the line was still up. So I, I, I had no problem putting down Washington State, but I wonder if that line's going to go up or get removed entirely. I don't know if Schilling's. Are you, are you feeling a rally around the boycott here with your Minnesota? <laughs> what was it? Did this news come out a couple days ago? Because the line, the line actually opened up four and a half, and now it's to nine, which is kind of the only reason I'm taking Minnesota just off the big line move. And I feel like this line should be like 17. This line makes no sense. Minnesota, I saw it eight a few days ago, so I, it's still kind of holding firm. They obviously believe it's still going to get played. Well, I mean, Minnesota's president and AD have come out and said they support the boycott. So this is going to be interesting to see how it unfolds over the next uh, – a few days. I'm sure Mike Leach is sitting at home figuring out how he can beat the F out of somebody, as he likes to say. No matter if you're crazy enough to bet this game, if you like Leach, parlay with the over. If you like Minnesota, parlay with the under. I don't, I don't see it going 
if you like Minnesota, you like sexual assault, and you're deplorable. Yeah. I, I'm taking Wazoo. I can't see how Minnesota That goes for you, Shelly. You Rothless burger-loving sexual assaulter. All right, give me Minnesota. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Last game on, on this podcast, the Motel 6 Cactus Bowl. Boise State and Baylor, and I really hope that they put these teams up at a Motel 6. Any thoughts on this game? Shelly, you're taking Baylor. I don't know how you can do it. I Here we go. All right. Um, first of all, I faded Baylor for six straight weeks. So um, I feel like it's, with the coaching change, I they if they're motivated at all, they have to know that, you know, their coach is looking at that. They're, he's going to go through with a you know, going to go through a lot. Here's my thing with Boise. If they won a loss, they'd be looking at a New Year's Six game, you know, playing on New Year's Day and that kind of thing. Now they are traveling during Christmas and going down to Arizona. I, I see Baylor as a more motivated team here. So as crazy as it is, I'm going to take the seven and a half. And Sticking on your Baylor. sexual assault theme, yeah. no doubt you're yeah. taking the, the Baylor Bears. I'm going Boise. This is a just get out of town. You're end the season. Mercy kill me for Baylor. Boise, a lot to play, build momentum for next year. Um, I I, I love the spot for Boise here. I'm taking Boise, and I I can't wait to watch Baylor start 6-0 and finish under 500. That's an awesome accomplishment. If you tune into this podcast hoping for breakdowns and insights of all these teams, well, you have just frankly come to the wrong place. If you have actually watched – these teams play more than for about 30 minutes at a time, you have issues. If you've made it all the way through this, please tweet at us, and you know we might have to have a drawing for one of Grilly's, one of these T-shirts Luke Grilly's got going on, because kudos to you guys, because I, I could barely sit through this and try to find enough tidbits to give you some analysis on these games. The next 20 games will be a little bit better. We'll get to those after Christmas. Sometime probably on the 26th or the 27th will come out and discuss the rest of the bowl games, obviously the playoff semifinal matchups, and look ahead to the national championship. But uh, And I just want to make sure my record counts the Army win from last week, it correct? Did. Or am I? It did. Okay. I added it in there. So I'm six games back of the lead. Okay, I, I got some ground to still make up. Yeah, I have a four-game lead on Shill, a five-game lead on Farky, and a six-game lead on Sean, and uh, I'm sitting one game over 500, which picking a bunch of games that I – Normally wouldn't bet. I feel okay about. Got to uh, get these consensuses right. We only got two, huh? No, I think we have like. more than that. We have uh, Temple. We got to add that one in. There we go. Um, okay, that's good for now. Um, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter at NEGPodCFB. We're trying to get a baseball podcast here <laughs> some point soon coming up. Uh, at NEGPodMLB is where you can follow our baseball angles. Follow Luke and Jerry at Glory Podcast. Shout out to Jerry. New father, congrats, bro. Hope it's going well. Hope to hear him back on the podcast this week. Sean, you still leading that picks uh, for the NFL? One, one game up. How'd Mark do last week? I know he had a bet with Grilly. Same old, same old. Just pulling up the rear. Had a boy. If you're going to watch these games, you know, make sure to pour a lot of Buckeye vodka because you might need it to get through some of these, just like we had to to break break all this break all this down. So that's right. No question. No question. For Sean, for Shill, and for Farky, who's somewhere staring at a blue screen, this is Moner. We'll talk to you next week. Have a Merry Christmas, and enjoy the bowl games.